0: Mm. the michael is back tonight yes we are very special guest here with us tonight on a wednesday night please give it up to whoa 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 first we're going to introduce the video sponsors of this podcast tonight we got very special they make this happen that we can produce this every night every day of the week today is wednesday halfway motors master welcome back to Halfway Motors Mazda. Ready for you now, Open tomorrow 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. You can contact them right now. Either send them an email or find them on 867 Tungsten Street. Yes, Balmoral. We all know where Balmoral is, right? And then on Lithium. That's where the police station is you know you go off central Balmoral, and then lithium drive and there is halfway motors monster and they have the one of the kind of the best possible warranty available for you you call them right now and you tell them i want to drive that cx-50 the monster the all new one yes you want to because if that one you can even go on trails it's made for nature here in thunder bay it is ready for you and they have them in stock do they still have them in stock well you better call right now yesterday there was one maybe they sold it now but you can always order two custom whatever you want if that color doesn't fly you pick a different color halfway motor monster also this episode of the podcast brought to you by vince at vincemirabally.com your real estate broker remax first choice and tonight we got the 101 court street south thunder bay It's right there we got that highlighted a great investment property with two units over under legally built as a duplex just 19 years old new young it is yes There are some pictures and it's looking good. This might be something you could think for your retirement about. Or maybe you want to live there and somebody else lives underneath you or above you. You can figure this all out. Vince Mirabelli is now available for you. He's the one of the kind and he gives back as well. 474-1765. You can call or direct text him and then email him at vince at vincemirabelli.com for all your real estate needs. Yes. Ooh. Check out that homepage too, vincemirabelli at vincemirabelli.com. Mm. Also this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Flow, the one and only three float tank center in Thunder Bay. And we should rename this now also in that description because they do ice barrels now too. And I think they are the only ones who do that. They do ice barrel, that's good for mental health. You kind of shock yourself going in there. I've done it. The the Gary did it, right? He's running for mayor. We, we all know this. So he chills out too for his mental health. And then we have other people that have checked it out. It's Tuesday, Thursdays. Follow the stories. You can call them to book your spot with that ice barrel. It's guided. They help you. And if you don't want to have it cold, but you like it salty and just perfect because you float on zero gravity... You go float in those isolations, thanks. 7673529, that's 179 Algoma Street. Easy parking for you. Everything is there and they have a retail store too. If you pick up the membership, you can save 10% on your beef lever substitutions. You, I'm actually trying this now. And I'm going to keep you posted. I'm on day two. And no sugar for three days. We, we figure this out. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Eat Lock All Pizza. 801 Red River Road. Right now, temporary hours, Seven days a week. 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Order now online. Click that white button or order 767-0000. Or if you don't want to decide and you just going to pick something, the 12th of the 12th of the best of the best. Walleye 2021 approved. You can do that too let's talk about the what you, the my, sausage pizza come on let's talk about like <laughs> nobody picks that ever but it's my it's my favorite rosemary cream sauce thick cotton mushrooms rose red peppers balsamic lace, and pizza sausage and eat local pizza they are proud to serve the community giving back for family in needs and as well everybody else those come extra large only and that's my favorite size Eat local pizza. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Raphael's Tailoring. He has a beautiful location. It's called 905 Tungsten Street. I really like Tungsten Street. That's a nice location. I wish I would be there. Maybe that's where I'm going to move. But for right now, Raphael's there. And he is going to get everything done that you need to get done. You can look at that fabric. Ooh, hockey fan much? Yes, we are Canadians. Of course we are scroll up just a little bit you can get alterations done there is the hours of operation also posted on his instagram follow him now to keep up to date and then he has a retail store too for sewing machines and repair he does repair you found some nice beautiful sewing machine you need to be tuned it up you call him right now 4760669 custom made suits anything you think of I always tell people, I have really long arms, you might not know, but I do. You can't see this with the cameras. But he makes shirts made to measure. Check him out. Same for suits. Let's go. This is the later tonight. We are back. Very special episode here with us. Please give it up to Tina (laughs) Schellhaus.
1: Hi. Hey, how
0: are you doing? Good. This is amazing. You are here. Yes. Welcome to chill a bit. Podcast. Live. We're back tonight. Tonight. I think he didn't need to edit it. Nice. just that way it was. Really? Yeah. Oh. Maybe he did edit it. Okay. That one a little bit. <laughs> Tina, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm so honored. You know, we made this happen, and before I even know, we booked it like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But now you're already here. I know. Is it crazy
1: it's totally i can't even believe it Mm -hmm. i cannot believe i'm in a studio wearing a headset (laughs) talking into a microphone and there's tvs everywhere and i just like whoa
0: (laughs) have you ever been on the radio
1: no no oh well actually yeah yes one time okay because i called in because i knew the answer to a contest question
0: oh you won the cruise
1: no this was years ago when i was like 18 and i knew the noise was a blowtorch oh and i won 300 bucks That's nice. Yes.
0: How did you know? You you did. I'm
1: not going to lie. I was thinking like propane tank and I said blowtorch. So it was a complete fluke that I won. But, okay. I mean, whatever. Yeah. 91.5 gave it to me and I was there pretty happy. There you go. Yep. That's awesome. Yep.
0: Yeah, they always say, call a number three or call number five. Yep. That's hard to get in there.
1: It is, yes. Don't
0: call right away or do call right away because everybody else is waiting or not. <laughs> Who knows? But today we are here to talk about you. Yes. And you are an author, not of just one book, but many books. And you have been releasing them, uh, sh- like, recently.
1: Very what? recently. Yeah. We... My, my first one I released actually... Um, the day before my birthday. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When was that? February 25th. My birthday is the 26th. Okay. But yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. And it was really random Mm -hmm. to be honest. Nobody knew about it. Um, and it was like a sudden decision. I was, this is the true story. Okay. Okay. The true story. I was in the shower thinking about a book that I wanted to write with my daughter. She... Well, it's going to be released in November, so I don't want to give it away too much. But anyway, oh. she's going to do all the pictures for it because mm-hmm. she's very artsy. Okay. So Like she's, an illustration? Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be illustrations from an eight-year-old, oh. which is going to be wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to go with it. And I'm going to do all the writing for her based on what she says. So this is going to be mm-hmm. good. And then I was thinking, it'd be so cool to write my own book. I'm like, I'm going to write my own book. I know what I'm going to write about. I'm going to write short stories. I'm going to write about nursing. I love nursing. And then it was just like, bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. And I came up with all these ideas, and then I just started writing. So my husband works night shift sometimes. I don't sleep that well, so I write at night. Oh. And the book was done in three days. No way. Yeah, the first book was done in three days. Wow. <laughs> like What's... from writing them out to watching YouTube, figuring out how to actually publish it, Mm -hmm. and then putting it on Amazon.
0: Wow. It was
1: crazy, but it was so fun.
0: That's just a nurse, right? Yep. Yeah. Why did you say just a
1: nurse? Because I always say that to people when they ask like, what do you do? Oh, I'm just a nurse. And it's Uh. so funny because in school that was really never corrected. Like we always introduced ourselves as I'm just a nurse, I'm just a nurse. And then later on, once I was done graduating. Mm -hmm. When I was in my career, that's when there was a big push for people to stop saying that, like to recognize what nursing really does Mm -hmm. and what they really are, and like us as a whole to stop labeling ourselves in such a negative way. But I thought it was a really cool title because so many people that, well, so many nurses could relate to it, Mm -hmm. right? Or people hear us say that all the time. So I thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Just a nurse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you turn into a hashtag?
1: Um, I've done that hashtag, but I'm not like cool enough to make it go big, mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: Yeah. You just keep using it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do with the
1: micolated. Oh, cool.
0: I'm like past 500 now. <laughs>
1: nice. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. That's... Yeah. You
0: got to just believe in yourself. Yeah. There you go. But if you write a short story book in like three days. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: I know. It actually it Did you actually sleep was... at all? Well, kind of not really. But it was okay. It was totally fine. I wrote a book. So that's cool. And actually, to be honest, I did ask for feedback on that one. And the biggest complaint was it was too short, Ah. which is fine. It's only seven stories, the first book. Okay. But I just wanted to see how it went. Mm. And I said to myself, if I sell 10 copies, it's mint. Okay. And I did. I sold over that. So I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. I'm really, really happy with that.
0: So did you set your expectations that way to be successful? No. Okay. No,
1: I just, that for me, that was a reality. Cause I don't know that people really want to read about nursing stories, but I found that I was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people find nursing stories really cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's like its own little niche. I really like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you um, want to talk about one of the stories that are, is in there?
1: Sure. We totally can. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think one of the, well, the one, the one that really resonated with a lot of people was actually, I believe it's the first one in my book, and it's about um, my experience working on hospice. So when I first started nursing, actually Erica, that was on your show, Mm -hmm. yeah, so her mom was my boss. Hey, wire farm. Yeah, Yeah. hashtag, (laughs) hey (laughs) wire farms. Her mom was my boss, and she was seriously the best boss I've ever had. Okay. So I started working on hospice here in Thunder Bay, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's where you go... Well, this is what people label it as, where you go to die. Oh. Yeah, it's a palliative care floor. It's an end-of-life care. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they specialize in. Specialize in pain management for those that have, like, a terminal illness. Yeah. So I loved it. I, it was honestly, to this day, it's my favorite thing. Wow. Yes, I, and it's specific nurses love it. Okay. Either love it or you hate it. But mm-hmm. I loved
0: it. What is it about? Like, what did you love about it? I don't
1: know. I just thought it was so cool that somebody, like, when you're with a patient as a nurse you realize they're like inviting you in to their life and like what a cool spot to be invited into, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're being invited into somebody's end of life. Right. Right. Like their final moments of their journey. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of special because they don't know you Mm -hmm. and this is like the end of their time. Right. And you're just beginning to meet them. So it's really neat to like be with them and make sure that everything's peaceful for them and yeah, that they just have like a good death and people might think that's weird that I just said that, but Mm-hmm. Like, as in, like, nurses get it. Yeah. You do. Like, to right. us, it's a part of life. Right. Right. From the day you're born, this is something actually Erica's mom taught me, from the day you're born, you're deemed palliative mm-hmm. because your life is going to come to an end. Right. Right. So it's kind of a neat. We forget about it. You do. And, like, people want to forget about that. And I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, like, encouraging, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the focus on that. But it's, it's just a really neat heart of mm-hmm. care and i really love it so
0: does it feel heavy
1: heavy yeah oh like, yeah. yeah oh oh yeah. yeah like you get used to it okay but it's just like it's totally different okay. it's it's like a feeling i can't even really explain and it gives you like that ultimate happiness to know that you made somebody's life the best you could mm-hmm. even though it's at the end like it's really it's really neat so the one story in there the first story is actually about an experience I had with um, kids. So their mom had passed away and they didn't know. They came onto the unit. It was like first thing in the morning and they go into the room and that's where the family tells them like mom's dead. And these two little girls come running out and they wrap. I'm the first nurse they see, the first person they see and they wrap right around my legs. And I'm like, okay, now what? Right. And you, It's one of those situations where I'm supposed to be caring for four patients, right? And now I'm caring for the family of this deceased person, which is part of my job. And I'm not just going to leave these little girls. So the story walks through about like what I feel and what I'm going through and how awesome my team is because everybody just pulls together and recognizes, okay, right now, those two need her more than like, anything else Mm -hmm. so everybody disperses and divides the rest of the load that's what we call it the patient load right and we all kind of just come together for these two kids and it feels like an entire shift but it's actually only about an hour (laughs) Mm -hmm. but for that hour i literally just sit hold them let them know everything's okay and then their aunt comes and yeah then they move on yeah right and then it's just it talks about like how after that i threw up Because, like, that's really heavy, right? Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, in that story, or that time, I believe I had just had my oldest son. Okay. So I wasn't, like, I I knew what it was like to be a mom, right? And I couldn't imagine Mm -hmm. being in that situation, but it was so cool. And I think that's why. I shouldn't say it's so cool but the situation it gave me that complete different perspective
0: right right it made it put you in a better position absolutely right because you 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 understand
1: yeah yeah like forever in nursing you're taught to well i mean when i took nursing it's very different now thankfully but you're taught to like build up this stone wall and make sure that your emotions are not fed to your patients mm-hmm. and hospice I found was so opposite that. And I think that's what I really appreciated. Like it's okay. It was, it was taught to me. It's okay to go cry with your patient. Cause that's a normal human feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really neat to recognize that as a nurse and like show your patients you're human, that you're not just this like robotic. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that I learned there more than anything. And that's what I like now in nursing. That's really recognized. Like, showing your emotions and relating with your patients developing that rapport so it's super mm-hmm. yeah it's super cool
0: yeah from our perspective you know we we had a miscarriage
1: okay sorry to hear that
0: uh it's okay if i like to talk about it because you know it's like mm-hmm. still that stigma
1: yeah for sure right for sure
0: you, nobody talks about it most of the time right and it's it's a big impact for women and oh yeah man too and you know we were there that was taken care of and then the doctor said well yeah uh, okay i'm sorry and good guy everything is good but like and then off to the next patient right because you got to do what you got to do yep and then i was there for lisa
1: yeah
0: right so it's i understand i think compassion is good but you also have to draw that line i heard about this story where they did this exercise and it was in thunder bay with medics and like paramedics, and they simulated um, an accident, mm-hmm. and they simulated, especially with kids too. Oh yeah! <laughs> and supposedly people dropped out afterwards, even mm-hmm. though it was just an exercise. Yep. Because it gets you that much. Yep.
1: My yeah. husband actually, he used to be a paramedic. Um, when, I mean, half the sto- the first book, most of the stories, he was still a medic. Um, <clears throat> and he always said too, like that's game changing. Kids change everything. I mean. It's true in anything you do, they do, they change your perspective on everything. They change the way you react, mm-hmm. not saying that people that don't have them don't have the same reaction. It's just different, right? And whether they're your kids or not, your kids, it doesn't matter. You put kids into any situation, people are going to react differently. It's true. It Like, like it today. Is. Yeah.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. We, we In Texas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I cannot believe. That mm-hmm. there's people now they have to go in there and they have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, And I don't know how they do it. I don't know. Nope. Right. And this is like, this is part of your work in a way as well. Mm-hmm. I have huge respect for that. No, oh, thank you. It's crazy. So <laughs> yeah. you, you, you published it. How did you publish the book?
1: So, um, I had no idea what I was doing if I'm being bluntly honest. So YouTube is like mint. And it shows you everything. So I Uh, literally typed into YouTube, how do I publish a book? And up came a lot of different options, but one of them was the Amazon KDP. Mm So Kindle Direct Publishing. And that's what I decided I would do because it just looked, I'm not tech savvy by any means. All of my co-workers can attest to this. Mm -hmm. I am not. So that looked very easy. Even I could do it. And I did it. And Mm -hmm. The rest is history. You
0: have that calmness around you. Your voice is like, it's it, oh. <laughs> you know, your voice brings that across.
1: I hope I'm not making you fall asleep. No. Not that kind of
0: calm. No, okay. I feel like this really resonates <laughs> oh. because, you know, you you have a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then you, you carry that. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So on Amazon, that's like, they do it all, right? You send yeah. it over?
1: Yeah, like I literally, I typed it up on Word. Seriously, I typed it up on Microsoft Word. I ran the spell check through it. And then it's just upload a PDF. They put it into what looks like a book mm-hmm. and you A-OK it. It is a book. I mean, it is. Yes, yeah. it is a book. Oh, they sent you a sample?
0: Yeah, uh, yep. Okay.
1: And then you A-OK that mm-hmm. and give her. Okay. And then the, the cover actually yeah. of it, I did on Book Bolt. Oh. that little program. Cause nice. that was also recommended on YouTube okay. and it was very user friendly. So I did that. Uh-huh. And since then, actually this book, my, the only birds are free book. I tried a different program, Canva, and it's also user friendly. So I did that too. Wow. And if I can do it, literally anybody in the world can do it. Like I promise you, mm. anybody can do it.
0: Anybody can publish a book. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And it's all you. <clears throat> yeah. There's the stories. A yep. borrowed mother.
1: Yep, that's the story I that's just the talked one, about. Right? Yep. Yeah. For love, for the love of an addict, <clears throat> is the very first um, inmate that ever made me change my mind on how. That sounds wrong, but like I changed my views a lot okay. on what it was to be an addict. All right. It was so cool. Like it's I don't know what it was, but something with this guy just totally hit me, and I just saw them like anybody with addictions in a completely different light. And like, that's the truth. Like it really just, I didn't know what I was doing. I'll be honest with you. When I started at the jail, I just thought it was really cool. I loved law. I loved medicine. You're mixing the two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and the jail honestly is its own weird world. Okay. I promise you it, it's its own world. Right. And I really talk about it in my second book, but in this, this story specifically was where i saw this young guy come in he was approximately my age and he was just like deteriorating in front of me and i could not grasp like why do you keep doing this why 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 and he just kept chasing this high chasing this high and then you always you get like anybody who struggles with addictions they talk about stigmas and i mean we all know that like anything has a stigma it's so true right like it's true you You just assume, well, nobody loves them and no one cares. Even panhandling too, right? Yes. True. People judge that So true. So true. Yeah. So you just put it in your brain like, oh, I guess he just, like, it's almost like a write-off. And you don't want to say that, but it's true. Like, you think that a Mm. brief second. And then it was really neat because I, something about him, just his story was neat. And I just wanted to talk to him more. And then I actually got to see, um, he had a visit from his mom. Okay. And it was really neat to see that because you see the families come in like the support they have and it's just it changes them. And then this kid was actually really cool because he saw his mom saw that no matter what she was going to be there for him Mm. and she was going to support him and he changed and he's like one of the. Success stories. So that's what I really like, right? Oh wow! Yeah, okay. super cool. Yeah, super super cool. That takes a lot. Oh yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. It's not an easy feat. Wow. So okay. Yeah.
0: So that's a happy ending then.
1: Yeah, that one was yeah. Yeah,
0: I was like holding on. Here. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. <laughs> they're not all they're not all happy, but like yeah. that one was yeah that that's one was good. definitely a good one. Yeah. That's good to
0: hear mm-hmm. because you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: be I think that's good to know.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. We do have some happy ones. So.
0: So you published that wrote it quick but it's like have you ever been a writer before no okay
1: no like i always liked writing um okay but i never ever put like it was just fun right like you you know you're in school you write poems and short stories and stuff but Mm. yeah i never really thought about doing it and then i just because i never knew what i would talk about like i told you before when i was in here like i'm not cool i'm not so Mm. what am i gonna write about right and then i love nursing so much. Like, literally, I told the lady in the walleye this, if there was a picture beside the words like, I am nurse, it would be my face. Like, I literally love all aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So why not write about it? Right. Like, why do I love it? Mm -hmm. Right? And then I was trying to figure out, how am I going to write? I originally thought maybe I'll write a novel. Yeah. And then I really thought about it and said, people nowadays... What are they like to do? You flip through reels on Instagram. Right. You flip through TikTok. Yeah, are you on TikTok? I, yes. I, I Yes. Nice. All my coworkers yeah. know that.
0: But nurses uh, do TikTok too, right?
1: Nurses do TikTok. I follow all them. I don't do that. I just post stupid things about my dog and my cat. And That's fine. Funny things that my kids do. But like, I love TikTok because it makes me happy. Okay. Right? I love that. Yeah. So it's cool. But it's like quick, right? Like quick seconds. Even YouTube now, you have shorts. Shorts, yeah. So short stories Mm -hmm. you can keep (laughs) their attention get your point across it's an easy read anybody can read it i mean really
0: and then you did the short stories yeah so that's
1: why i did them wow yeah
0: i like that it's like a collection of stories yep and then did you do the this one is the same way
1: Yep, they're all going to be the same way. Uh, they're all. They going to be. Yep.
0: You're going to not. You're going to leave it like that for now. Yes. It says on the back: readers will walk through the stone walls of an unexplored area in nursing, a place that seems surreal <laughs> at all times, and then what is described as a different world—a jail. Yep. Yeah, our jail. There's a lot of stories, eh?
1: Oh yeah, jail is crazy. Like it's a good thing. I mean, it's kind of <sighs> for a nurse. It gives you everything you need. Like it gives you, except like OBGYN, like it doesn't give me any, like anything to do with females. Cause I don't work with females, mm. but if you did work with females, it would literally give you everything you needed, but it gives me my trauma. It gives me my mental health. It gives me like things I like to work with. I mean, right. um, I've done palliative in, in jail. So that was really cool. Oh. Yeah. Wound care, like. I mean, addictions, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's so cool.
0: When did you transfer then?
1: When did I go did there? Did you
0: transfer from St. Joe's?
1: So, I started in St. Joe's and I actually did the jail in St. Joe's at the same time. When did I start at oh, the jail? Wow. 2014. I okay. went to the jail. Yeah. Wow. Yep.
0: Okay. So, yep. The, you, you picked it yourself?
1: So, the real story mm-hmm. um, my husband applied to be a correctional officer. And I was like, oh, that'd be really neat to work with you so i applied okay and then we both started he started in may i started in october okay we still work there yeah together (laughs) that's good yeah it's a good thing i like it yeah
0: Yeah. i you know i once delivered water there did you yeah oh i I helped a friend that was nice and i stayed outside though he went in okay all right and then on the stairs the 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 it's a certain kind of stone yes it is and there are actually you can see the fossils in it right yeah
1: yeah I, like don't ask me too much more about it because i be honest with you i just know that it's like white ish mm. color but that's it
0: it's not marble but whatever it is no it's cool it's like superior it's old yeah yeah, yeah. it's old is it like did they ship it in i don't know i don't know but i, I don't know. Um, this is like one of those things mm-hmm. same with the hydro building it has all those faces yes. in there yes we try to look up who are those people right because there must, must somebody must have put them there for a reason
1: somebody cares <laughs> somebody does somebody cares with them somebody decided that they need to be there
0: let's go back to amazon sure sorry no don't be sorry
1: just get off topic so easily
0: <laughs> we gonna go you can you can pull up actually you as an author right if you click on your name
1: yeah somewhere
0: yeah there you can even follow people now on amazon look at that i know
1: it's getting really crazy oh
0: i didn't know that
1: i not going to lie, I found out, like, last month. Okay. I put this up. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: And then you have a description there?
1: Yep, yeah, that's me. And then they said to put up some pictures, so I did. Mm-hmm. That's my dog, Pickles. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep, she'll be a year next month. Oh. She's cute. She's got weird eyes, eh? That's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: It's special, right? Yep, one blue,
1: one brown. Yeah. Yep.
0: Though they are not blind when they have different eyeballs, right?
1: No, there's a name for that. I'm Mm. not going to lie to you off the top of my head. I don't remember it. Okay. My kid does. It starts with an H. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie. It's really cool though. Okay. Yeah.
0: So this year, then you have been very busy. Look at that. You will release just the nurse on the 24th of February. Yep. Then only birds are free. Yep. On the 31st of March.
1: And then I have another one coming out. Um, That's
0: the Kindle editions, but you have all formats available too. Yep. Right?
1: Yep. So the, the paperback and the hardcover, the Just a Nurse is not available in hardcover yet, mm. but it is available in Kindle and paperback. Okay. And then um, my next book coming out, I just released actually on my Instagram. Oh, let's the, look this up. The cover of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: And it's called um, It Was Never About the Money. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. So the cover of that is actually me holding my grandmother's hand. Okay. Um, I was really close with my grandmother. She actually just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm really? sorry. Oh, it's okay. She like, again, we call it a beautiful death and she had a very peaceful death. And okay. yeah, I was really close with her. Actually, I grew up, she lived with us, her and my grandfather. And so we had a really good relationship, a really special relationship. And my kids were fortunate enough to have A really awesome relationship with her as well Mm -hmm. so it was that's good it was good we were super close but i chose that picture because it resonates with me and i'm hoping it'll resonate with nurses but when you go to school and i teach as well in (laughs) nursing yeah um and one of the questions i always ask my students is why did you go into it why did you pick nursing Mm -hmm. and i can remember being a student and hearing a few students say oh for the money for the sex, for the women. Like, I'm not even kidding. These are things. Mm. And that always drove me crazy. Because for me, it was never about those things. It was because I actually liked people. And I'm hoping that that's why people go into nursing. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's why you stayed. That's, yes. I think the other, there's a lot of people, you know, they may have different motives. Oh, yes. <laughs> but then they they can't follow through with it. Yeah. Because it's not, in, it's not in the passion, right? Yeah, it's true. Like, it's not the bigger reason to be there. Yep. It's going to catch up to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually, where was this picture taken?
1: So that was taken one time with her in the hospital. It was actually in December Okay. that I took it. We were just sitting there talking and mm-hmm. she was just randomly holding my hand and she fell asleep. So it was just a really special thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Nursing stories from school.
1: Yes. So that book's going to be all about my experience as a student oh. moving into um, being a nurse on the floor, and then finally me as a teacher. Okay. So it's gonna be very different. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's <laughs> but, o- that's almost like, how do they call it when you you publish a book about like your life?
1: It's like a memoir. Ah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this is gonna have some, you know, student perspective stories, and I hope it can, I hope that my students can relate to it, and I mm. hope that future nursing students will become interested and like kind of wanna explore nursing a little bit more. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. And then my book after that, which I'm gonna release in September, oh. is actually, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, on the drive in to this show, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and I was like, what am I gonna call it? What am I gonna call it? Cause this is how writers, I think they work. They just think about stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So I came up with the title on the way into this podcast. So that book's gonna be called No More Needles, And it's my story from when I was sick.
0: Yes, let's talk about
1: that. Yeah, so I had acute lymphoblastic leukemia as a kid.
0: You were four years old? I
1: was four years old when I was diagnosed. Do you remember? Yes, I remember a lot of it, like 99% of it. Wow. So I use my mom and my dad a lot for like randomly, and cancer kids can relate to this, you'll be walking, usually happens like just randomly i mean not even to just cancer kids like people who have cancer who have had cancer and you'll have this like flashback mm. you're like where was that what happened what's going on and so i would ask them like hey i remembered this did this actually happen like what is this yeah and my mom would be like oh yeah that happened and it was this surgery and <laughs> okay. it, it's it's good like i'm yeah. happy i'm lucky that i have them right and i you can, went to
0: hamilton right
1: i did so Sick kids was full here,
0: and or is that is that like sick, I don't even know. Oh no, that's okay. That's yeah. totally
1: fine. Um, Why would you? <laughs> like mm. it's not your fault. Sick kids in Toronto, like okay. the big children's hospital. Ah. Yeah. So it had no more beds left, and um the doctor that was here treating me actually called in a favor. Okay. To his, I believe it was one of his preceptors or his colleagues or something. Mm-hmm. Um. My mom would know, <laughs> but right. um, in Hamilton, so at Shadok McMaster the hospital there, mm-hmm. and they got me a bed, and I was there, and then within like three days I started to plummet. I technically technically died <laughs> at one point, but they whatever. brought you back. Yeah, like I'm still here, so we're good. Okay, everything's good. It's totally fine. That's but crazy. I mean, I it was successful. Um, I have. A lot of good memories, obviously like some harder memories, but like, Mm -hmm. I think that's ultimately what pushed me into this career. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's a good thing to talk about, right? Like since then, I've actually met a couple of different people who, and I've met kids that have actually passed away too, Mm -hmm. ultimately. Um, But I've met kids that have survived and it's really neat, but it's a weird thing too, being a survivor. I learned pretty quickly. Sometimes people want to talk to you. And sometimes they don't, right? For obvious reasons. Like they don't want to remember or they- It's complicated. Yeah. 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 So it's, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a part of my life. So I thought, oh, I should probably write about it. Mm-hmm. But my plan for that one is actually pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to release in September because September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. And whatever I sell in September from all of my books is going to go to Camp Quality oh. in Thunder Bay. Wow. Yeah, so I'll just, there you go. There's your donation, and it'll be cool.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah,
1: wow. I mean, like, I should give back. Mm-hmm. Like I lived, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like you were in that position as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Allow me those questions. If it's too much. It's oh, no, go ahead. On. You can ask me whatever you want. When you are a child, do you feel, do you, do you realize what's happening?
1: So, like, I remember just knowing, oh, I'm sick. I remember feeling like, this is a gross feeling. Like I don't really want to puke anymore. I don't know why I'm puking. Sometimes you just can't move. And there's, I remember a lot of the emotional part. Mm. Like you'd go from being super happy to just really angry. Mm. Um, to be honest, my parents still refer to it as my prednisone face. So prednisone's a steroid. Okay. And it was one of the things I was on. Yeah. And I would just get this look like, mm. like a really like crabby look. And... Um,
0: did you understand what was happening?
1: Yes and no. Like I just, I didn't know obviously fully what cancer was. I just, I mean, back then they did a lot of teaching and it was diagrams like pictures, right? Cause you're, you're trying to teach a child. Like you're not going to give them big words. Yeah. You're going to try and show them yeah. like visually. So, um, yeah, like I just knew there was ugly, bad cells eating the healthy good cells (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we needed to reverse that okay that's and i knew i would lose my hair
0: did they speak about death or was it off topic
1: uh i don't remember them talking about it to be honest i knew like i was aware that people around me like other kids were really sick okay but not all the kids around me had cancer either some of them had other illnesses so Mm -hmm. and sometimes their beds would be empty whether they went home or they didn't Make it right, through the night, like it's yeah, like, and even to some of those stories to this day, I have no idea,, mm-hmm. and they just I never saw them again, yeah, so, yeah,
0: did you meet a kid there that you'd still know now,
1: yes, actually, S- not down there, I met him here, okay. uh, um, he's actually a paramedic in town still, Jonathan yeah. bright, okay, so him and I retreated at the same time, his wife actually owns milk and water baking,, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, so he was sick too but yeah mm-hmm. and we i like vaguely remember meeting getting our picture taken by the chronicle journal <laughs> with daffodils and stuff but yeah yeah
0: it's a it's a good story you know yeah. to come out of that yeah it's crazy
1: yeah it's it's gonna be that book i think is gonna be um interesting for a lot of people nurses family members yeah
0: how do you define that for yourself? Like when you think about it, if you do still think about it, I don't know how you are, how you work with that, but sometimes memories come back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like, uh, do you, do you reason with it? Like this is why I'm here or why am I here now? Or how come I am here? Or do you, do you, uh, how do you embrace that?
1: Yeah. Like I just think, well, that's just, That was just my lot in life. Like that's just the way God wanted it. Like for me, that's Mm. legit how I feel. Like I'm quite spiritual. I'm full of faith, that kind of thing. So in my, from my perspective, that's just the way it was always going to be. Right. And like, I'm, I just embrace it that way. I have no issue with that. So it's just a part of my story. It's a part of my life. And for a long time, like obviously in your teens, everybody in their teens think you think you know everything. And, You're kind of trying to figure yourself out. So for a lot of time in there, like, I just thought, oh, that's my definition. I was the kid with cancer. Like, Mm. that's my definition in life. But I grew out of that pretty Mm. quickly. And it was, like, something I just embraced. And I recognize it was a part of me. And it's a cool part. Like, I mean, look at me now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here. I'm a nurse. I'm a mom of three. That's beautiful. Which is crazy because that's the other part. Interesting story. Um, so I should never have had children because one of the decisions my parents had to make was, okay, just gonna have chemo, and this is back in the early '90s. Mm. It's a little bit more potent.
0: Yeah, they don't. They do do. <laughs> do they do? They do
1: kit size. Um, I'm sure they did. Okay. But it yeah. was just different. All right. Um. So one of the risks was mm, she might be sterile. Mm-hmm. But when your kid's dying, you just go with it. So. I remember my doctor telling me like after my husband and I got married, I remember him saying, if you ever get pregnant, I'm quitting my practice. Like it's so not happening. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, cool. So we just decided, well, you know, like we'll just wait a couple of years and then we'll adopt or something. Like we always wanted kids. So whatever. And we were both okay with it. Right. Cause what am I going to (laughs) do? Like, I can't change it. Right. So then I got pregnant and, um, the doctor said sorry what and i told him and he did all the tests and he's like oh you are." and then the sign went up on his door he quit he's quitting oh, he was wow. resigning from his practice he waited until after my son got his yes. first set of shots by him and uh, yeah and then he was done the next day wow yeah
0: do you leave town too
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no okay. but it was it was really cool so i mean wow. yeah like that's how unlikely it was and mm. then so I had him, and then I had my daughter, and then I had my son, <laughs> my or my my second son, and yeah. my, my youngest, and yeah, it's
0: crazy. Yeah, I want to ask one more question. We're on that topic, and then we're gonna let it go. Yeah, that's totally fine. When you were that age, right, about mm-hmm. four years, and you went through that experience, did you see worry in the faces of your parents? Did that make an impact on you, or you always wasn't there, or they were always no, no like I. I
1: I don't, to be honest, I do not remember them ever being, they probably were terrified. Like, I, I, they obviously were terrified, but I don't remember that. Okay. I just remember them always just being there. They were happy. They, like, yeah. knew what was going on. My nurses were super friendly. They were good to my parents. My parents were nice to my nurses. Like, life was good. Mm-hmm. I just lived in a hospital. Like, I didn't yeah. really think anything of it. That's they never, they never seemed too worried mm-hmm. obviously they were <laughs> right. but they never showed it yeah yeah That's makes a big difference right i think so yeah like because,
0: you know yeah I, I agree with that yeah let's do a quick shout out you know to this youtube channel um, oh sweet i i just started following it today <laughs> uh, let's go and pull this up it's called fishing with brock official mm-hmm. right on yeah yeah let's go and play the short there <laughs> Uh, which one? I don't know. Let's, it's Whatever huge. Whatever one you want. The May Long. Maylong? Long? Yep. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Yep. There yep. it is.
1: That's him and his friend. His friend had, uh, never been fishing with him before, so. Wow. And that's my youngest in the red pants. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. They caught a massive 33-inch pike. Wow. Off the dock.
0: It's beautiful. hmm Where's that?
1: That's like, at, uh, a resort we usually go to, actually. It's called Lactama Lodge. Okay. It's on Lactama Lac. hmm Yeah. So it's cute little resort. Nice. Oh. We love it there. It's Brock's favorite place in the world.
0: I love his haircut.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I did that the day before. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah,
0: He looks like a Viking.
1: Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. So he has a YouTube channel. He does. And look at those thumbnails. Good mm-hmm. job. I absolutely love it. Go and follow and subscribe him right now. Let's bring that channel up. <laughs> I love it. And Now back to you. Yes. Do you feel now under pressure writing stories or you feel like it's becoming something else?
1: No, I love it. Like I, I thought briefly that I would have that. Like I'd feel, okay, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. Mm. But I don't. It's almost one of those things. It's so funny. I just sit down. I start writing on like Microsoft Word and I just always write the title of the chapter, whether or not that stays the title. But it just reminds me, okay, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. And then I just write and there's no thought. I just start writing mm-hmm. and it's fun.
0: So you have a good memory?
1: No, <laughs> like I do, I guess, cause I remember stories, but then it's not that great because all of a sudden things will pop up and be like, oh yeah, this one too. Oh yeah. This one too. Or people will remind me, Hey, do you remember that time we did this? Oh yeah. I should have put that in there. Oh, yeah. But. Okay. I have like an okay memory. Mm-hmm. I have a a good memory for my experiences. Put it that way.
0: Nurses really have been put under pressure the last two three years, eh? <laughs> yes. Did you feel that too?
1: Yeah, I didn't think I would.
0: Because you know, there was several outbreaks at the jail too.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was shit. Like to be frank, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, the first the first one was harder because. I shouldn't say that they were both hard, but the first one, why I think it was harder for me was because we had to be separated from our kids. So Uh, I had to go and live in a hotel for a month and it was only a month. I know people have done like way longer. I really mm -hmm. have nothing to complain about, but for me, it was long enough, Mm -hmm. right? So the only thing for me I had that was the positive was my husband because Mm -hmm. we both worked there, we got to stay together so that was good
0: yeah because first first care uh people that take care of other people first mm-hmm. responders i don't know what's the right word they yep. got they got childcare, right yeah right. yeah they did yeah i mean, yeah. there was emergency child care so exactly
1: i'm lucky where like my parents are retired they literally live right beside me so they okay. actually just moved into our house oh, right so on. my kids could go on living a normal life like mm-hmm. so to say um but it sucked because we were gone from them we couldn't see them we could only go to work and then back to the hotel like i mean essentially the city was shut down anyway right so that first one sucked and then the second one let's talk
0: about the first one oh i'm sorry for a second yeah were, that's fine were you scared do you get scared
1: i no i get scared i do <laughs> i promise you i do i think all of us were to an extent because we didn't really know i was not really afraid for me i was more afraid for like the vulnerable like our our patients honestly because we didn't know Mm -hmm. like a lot of them come with you know people think like guys that go to jail they're just hardcore and they have no issues and they're they're just addicts so to say like that's kind of the stigma but really like we deal with such a vast (laughs) span and variety of people like we've got guys who have heart conditions like really bad heart conditions or um their lungs are crap or they might have hiv they like any other immune compromised illness and now we're going to throw covid in and we actually don't know what's going to happen so it was like one of those things where you just hold your breath and just hope for the best and we got through it okay and it was great and the coolest part about covid like i know nursing was really pushed to the limits they were under pressure like we were under the microscope under on everything and it sucked but one of the positives that i took out of it was our team grew really close mm-hmm. and like closer than we've ever been and we have yet to lose that some yeah. there don't get me wrong there are some days where like i just want to yell at them but i mean <laughs> that's pretty normal when you're that tight right and you're almost like sisters and brothers like siblings really um, but yeah, we really grew close. So that was really cool. That was probably the most positive thing that came out of it. Um, my husband actually got COVID to be bluntly honest in the first round, and I was waiting my turn. It never came. Um, Interesting.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, there are some people who are even exposed and they never get it.
1: Yeah, I'm one of them right now, and I'm just that's the going joke at work. Like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kind of waiting um but we'll see what happens i don't know i've never gotten it and I, not that i want it trust me but I, yeah it's very interesting okay
0: yeah and then the second time the
1: second time was really shitty um because i was so stressed out because that's when my colleagues all got sick no i shouldn't say not all of them but quite a few of them at the same time so i was stressed out for them because they just they want to help and they want to be there they don't want to be the sick ones right And then it came down to only have a few of us being able to care for people. And
0: so do you care for every single person there? Yeah.
1: All All the patients.
0: It's like, do you do like, what does it involve? Like you do, do you do checkups or like,
1: yeah. So you do like tours, you're checking up on them. You're doing assessments daily. You're giving them medications. You're any type of wounds they have, you bring them down, you fix them up. Okay. They could be withdrawing from like alcohol or drugs Mm. or whatever. And you're like making sure that basically they don't die right um and that they feel better right okay. then we have our guys who have pre-existing mental health conditions that we have to take care of guys who you know drugs or alcohol might bring out those mental health conditions that they didn't know they had right so it's it's a variety right and then yeah they could they could come in with a trauma so they could come in with some like a stab wound or something that we literally have to take care of right then and there okay. they could come in with covid they could come in with any other, like a pneumonia, um, anything really. And it's just, it's, it's sometimes daunting, scary, like all those things, but you kind of just get used to it.
0: It's a team, right? Yeah. When you have somebody next to you. Yeah. You like can that's. You rely on.
1: Yeah. So when your team starts to go away and it becomes only you again, it's like, okay, here's my weight. I'm just going to carry it all. But when you do that for days and days and days, you get slowly pushed down.
0: What happens when you get that way? Like, do you, do you feel it? Do oh, you yeah. you feel stress or you, yeah.
1: you, yeah. So, you
0: bite your fingernails? The people
1: <laughs> you're, no, you're right. Like, people do stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I didn't even realize I was getting stressed out, to be honest, until mm-hmm. um, my hair fell out. I hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, People
0: don't realize they're in that position. They have the symptoms and then it takes a while till they, yeah. the person in itself realize, hey, something is going on here. Yeah.
1: I heard about that. Yeah. So it was like, okay, that sucks. And then I booked a trip because I was like, well, I need to do something to help yeah. myself. So then I booked a trip and... Like I told you before, my husband and I went on a cruise mm-hmm. and it was great. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. now I feel better.
0: <laughs> is that is that easy for you to disconnect?
1: Uh, no, I'm horrible at disconnecting. Everybody that I work with can attest to that. Like I am okay. awful at disconnecting. Um, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it won't get easier, but maybe it will. I don't know. We'll so
0: see. You, you, so in my mind then, you disconnected with traveling. Yes, I did. In a way you occupying your mind. Yes. Do you meditate? Or do you, do you like, uh, pray? We, we do prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's very similar yep. in a way, right? Yep. Okay. That's how you find balance too? Oh yes. Okay. Yes.
1: If I didn't have, that's, and that's another thing, like I do talk about it a little bit in my stories, but if I didn't have my faith, I feel like I would have been so much more stressed out mm-hmm. than what I was. So like, I found myself probably in the last two to three years, really, really leaning on it. And that. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, it was, like, humbling almost for me, right? And it's all part of growing, I know that. Like, I, I feel like I've grown a lot in my career, right. in myself, so it's it's awesome. I really, really relied on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many years have you been a nurse now?
1: Uh, let's see, Brock is going to be 11, so I'll be heading into my 11th year. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was six months pregnant when I rocked across the stage. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. yeah it was cra- it was totally nuts yeah <laughs> actually honestly when i think that <laughs> i i still don't really know i've done crazy things like mm. i just i feel like i've started to slow down mm. and then i decided to become an author so like i'm not really slowing down
0: mm-hmm. yeah. that's very valuable work right mm-hmm. because you let you know you tell stories that would never be told yeah or maybe you just around the campfire yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah
1: Yeah, it's true like it's it's neat like i it's funny because i've had patients and their families like talk a lot about how this like talking about your story and talking about your experiences wherever they may be it's like healing Mm -hmm. right like it's all part of that process it is yeah so it's cool i like
0: it it does like it and people don't need to say anything to it either right it's just putting it out there yeah you said earlier, you know, you had those two kids that came to you. Yep. You, you did everything in your power and afterwards you dealt with it physically. You know, you, you threw out. I threw up. Yeah, like, I
1: did 110%. Yeah.
0: This like, you know, we talked about distancing, mm-hmm. but tell me a story that it really hit you.
1: Oh, well, there's so many, <laughs> there are so many. Um, I think one of the other ones that really hit me was because I. Well, I had already had Brock and I was pregnant with Molly, actually, um, my second. But when I walked into the room, this is in my first book, this story. And I, we had been caring for um, a younger person, like he had just turned 18. So I still, I still counted him as a child (laughs) because to me, he was still really young. Yes. And I walked in to find his mother holding him and he had already passed away. And I was just like, I have to wake her up. How am I going to wake her up? I can't wake her up and tell her, sorry, your son's dead. Like that was such a daunting thing. And because I had already had my, I was like, I mean, I was pregnant. So I was already very emotional about everything. Um, I like just tapped her and started waking her up and she's like, it's okay. I know. And she told me the time he had actually died okay. and she just wanted more time to hold him. Mm. So that one really hit me hard. 'Cause and I I've actually never let go of that one and I remember going home and I remember walking in the door and just being like, I have to cook something. That was my way of dealing with really, really heavy things. Like we all have our healthy habits when we we're supposed to have a healthy habit. When you deal with something big like that, mine was literally cooking and my husband knew. Um, if I came home and I started cooking, he just had to eat it and it didn't matter. He just he knew he had to eat it. And I just started and he's like, Did you have a bad day. And I just turned, I'm like, yeah, this kid died. And it just, like, it, it crushed me. Mm-hmm. And it was more like, she was so, she was ready. Like it'd been a long, long time coming, but it was just because I had my own in me. And when she said, I just want more time. like I just want to hold them more. I like felt that. And it was just, it's always kind of in the back of your head, like that could happen. So it was, it was, that one really hit me hard. I have so many like that. Um, I'm just trying to think. Oh, man. Oh, I've had one of the really cool experiences. Um, I've had people come up to me randomly, like in Walmart shoppers or something, and be like, hey, I know you probably don't remember me, but you cared for my mom, or you cared for my dad, or my grandfather, or or whatever, and you know, mm-hmm. it was in this room and this time, and I'm like, I can't believe you remember me. Mm-hmm. like really? me, like out of all people, like there were so many other people there, and then we'll just sit and chat about what happened. I've had people literally just start crying, you know, hug me, thank me for everything. Um but yeah, like it's that one definitely the the one with the kid that was probably the heaviest one, but super okay with it, you know what I mean, like I learned from that, I learned people when they're ready they let go mm-hmm. so yeah
0: it's uncontrollable right
1: absolutely yeah it is
0: yeah and there's like there's nothing you can do either
1: no no it's it's a part of it's part of life
0: mm-hmm. it's fascinating this is really random yeah for okay, sure cool. yeah go all ahead <laughs> okay. yeah you know where it is yes I do. yeah it's all good we're gonna do we're gonna check out this book <laughs> it's right here we, could, Jordan, pull up nursing stories from jail, the recent release. And when you, we open it up, we are only birds are free. That's very true. Because there's actually a term in Germany. I don't know if you know, Jordan. Uh, Martin Luther King, and not Martin Luther King, the other guy. What is the the the, the reformer in German in ancient Germany? Ancient Germany. Yeah, uh, Lutherism. Uh, oh, Lutheran, yeah. yeah, he did. It's right down there. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Sorry. He uh, he. Pub- he translated the Bible into G- uh, German, actually, from Latin, right?
1: How long did that take him? I don't
0: know. But he did 100 theses, or whatever it's called, and they he punched them on the door at the church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he demanded uh, this should be accessible for everybody. And... The church decided and no like this is just a story of history that they set him free as a bird that means anybody can come after him and there would be no law on him for anything he did so only birds are free is very accurate
1: oh so yeah that's for the title
0: yeah that's it and this is right here from thunder bay and the dedication there it is There is the stories we got lots of stories in that one at that table of contents and then there it is <sighs> I'm, I'm interested in the demon of four years
1: yeah that's that's that sounds like a good one
0: that's like that's intense there's a lot of powerful stuff coming from this absolutely and it's available now on amazon you can order it it's available christina shell has she does it all now she writes them very quick and she has more releases coming up absolutely amazing
1: whoo yeah i was i was tearing up there almost from hearing those stories it's tough eh it's that it must be just absolute toll on people like that
0: yeah i feel like you know it's like I, it's almost like we're not familiar with that at all no it's completely alien to my world 100 percent. right because you know you see those pictures sometimes when when people suffer and like they fall into this there's a word for that in english where they just you know they just break down and cry or you just yell or we just you know when it's just like
1: what are we referring when pe- to?
0: When people embrace the feelings of somebody passing away they were very close to. Oh. In like certain situations mm-hmm. where it's very dramatical. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And,
1: and, it's interesting. Like we talk about this all the time. And I think with, I don't know, in nursing in general, we talk about it all the time. But everybody grieves differently, right? Like the grieving process, I'm sure everybody's heard about. But there's so many different steps and no two people do it the same way Mm -hmm. so that we're really trying to focus on that now saying there's no right or wrong way and everybody takes different amounts of time some people are really quick at it other people take years Mm -hmm. right
0: and sudden too right you wouldn't you know Mm -hmm. just you drive somewhere and then it hits you
1: oh yeah and it can hit you any like any time
0: like with lisa and i lisa was always like right away immediately Mm -hmm. when something happened yep And for me, it took like days. Yep. But I couldn't even, I couldn't even be in that position to show or feel and show it because I had to be there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's just like, when I'm like, I had a position where I was like, okay, I couldn't let it go. And then it catches you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: almost unintentional. And then you carry through it because, you know, I, for me, it always takes time. Just like I told you earlier. Yeah. It's just like I can make a decision, but then it takes time for me to realize, oh, okay, this is what I made.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's true. And it's it's so true. It It's different for everybody. And that's just the way it is.
0: Can you tell us about that story? Jordan has sparked interest in the, the demon story, the four years.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, maybe
0: one more. One, this one and then. The demon of four years.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, <laughs> he was. So, this specific story um, outlined one of our one of our um, inmates that was very interesting, um, and he was with us for that length of time. That's why I called it that. So, in obviously in jail, I it's not only people with addictions that. I deal with, and I'm not saying that those are the only people that come to jail, right? So, obviously, we deal with people who have different charges. Um, sometimes murder, <laughs> sometimes other heinous crimes. So, this some of the incidences I've had, and it's I lead into it talking about dealing with people who. Almost have that, like, you know, when people watch those shows, like serial killers. So it's talking about that. It's talking about dealing with people with that kind of personality, that kind of mannerisms, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What's that famous? Hannibal. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of approach. Yeah. Talking to you. So it's neat because I encounter, it's creepy too, but (laughs) it really is. But I encountered this one who just. He just makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. He gives you those kind of vibes. And he was so, so creepy. Like he knew I was pregnant before I'd even told anybody. Like I was literally, I'd only told John like days prior. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even released any of my coworkers yet that I was. And he looked at me and he's like, hey, Tina, when do you do? And I was just like, pardon me? (laughs) It caught me right off guard. And I was like, pardon so yeah it was just it was just creepy just one of those so that's his story a lot of it is about just i talk about a couple other experiences with other other uh inmates and just their mannerisms and how they kind of mirror this guy specifically and how he just he gave you that I don't want to say serial killer, but like Hannibal vibe, Mm -hmm. like that same, that character was played so well and that's who it reminds me of. Okay. Yeah. So that's what that story specifically. Yeah,
0: And if you want to check out and read that story, it's available now in only birds are free. Mm -hmm. You can get the online version, right? Yep. And then you can also get the hardcover one.
1: Yep. And then you can get them on Amazon. You can get them on chapters. You can get them locally at the enter shine bookstore. Ah. Yeah yeah i probably should have mentioned that before i'm sorry cool
0: yeah <laughs> i didn't know
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: perfect yeah all right well our hour is just about to break even here oh wow we did this is a, a very very good episode today oh, well thank you thank yeah. you very much for having me i'm intrigued to read this book
1: i'm excited for you too
0: You know, there's a lot of people who love like crime podcasts and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. You would definitely like this one then. You Mm -hmm. would like the book. Lisa does like those kind of things. Ah. Yeah. So Awesome. um,
0: She will read it too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it's, like I said, they're quick reads. They're easy reads. It's just kind of opening up the doors. Mm -hmm. Um, The cool thing about these ones, because people keep asking me, and I'll just mention it here so people can know. Yes, there will be a second edition to this jail stories okay because that's very highly requested mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously it's a very different line of work
0: what do you think why people want it
1: i think like you just said people like that people like the unknown right like true crime what is it really like it's not something that you like it's not like something in school you're told hey go work at a jail mm-hmm. <laughs> like why would you be told that right it's not in the newspaper yeah it's not so yeah. it's people are interested it's different hmm yeah okay yeah cool Well,
0: then let's wrap this up. We are done. This is, by the way, the last episode in this studio. We're breaking this down tonight We're packing it up. And then we're going to be moving on Sunday. So stay tuned on The Mic Related for updates. We're going to document this all and publish lots of content. But however, tonight, Tina, you are the last guest in this studio.
1: I feel so honored. This is so cool. Like, this has been really awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait to have you back in the other one. Yeah. You know, we can do, if you dropped all those boxes here still, Yeah. we should definitely catch up at the end of the year.
1: 110, I would be totally for that. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: perfect. Then everybody have a beautiful night. We're gonna sign off. This
1: is the Michael Leader. like and
0: subscribe. Find all the links in the description below. <laughs> find Tina on Instagram. Podcast. Good handle. We are, we are live. Spill we the live
1: tea. Yep. That's a good Night. handle. Thank you. My coworker came up with it. That's <laughs> good.
0: Yeah. And stay tuned for new content and books and stories. Right here from Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. Written by you, Tina.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>